G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. The shepherds themselves, in September it's still very hot in Israel and inside a lambing cave it would have been stifling. So they're outside leaving the lambing cave open. But as they're out, suddenly the, the sky is filled with angels. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been taking some time to look at the various characters in the Nativity story. We've learned about who the Magi were, where they came from, and why they were so interested in the birth of Jesus. We've learned about King Herod's role and what this event may have meant to the Romans governing and trying to maintain peace in Judea at the time of Jesus' birth. And we spent some time in the last program learning about the priesthood and how they ran the temple and how corrupt they'd become by the time Jesus was born And in this program, we're going to spend some time learning about the shepherds. And I guess this is all based on the hypothesis that you posed at the end of our last program. Yeah, and the hypothesis that I broached was whether or not the priests and the Levites had established a breeding program to make sure they always had animals to sell for sacrifice. And in particular, I mentioned um, the Passover and that the breeding program, especially for sheep and goats, would have been very close in Bethlehem which was only eight to nine kilometres away. And that was my hypothesis. Now, if that was the case, who would have been looking after those breeding programs? It yeah. would have had to have been shepherds. So obviously Bethlehem's renowned as being a shepherding community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sort of makes sense. But I guess would the shepherds have been Levites? Because we talked about the fact of the tribe of Levi, they had all their different tasks and roles as sure. part of the priesthood. But could Levites have been actually part of the the shepherds that were there in Bethlehem? There's no scripture that actually says X, Y, Z did X, Y, Z job specifically at that Mm. time. But if you look at the history and the structure and the development over the centuries of the priesthood, it makes sense. You can come to a a fairly logical conclusion, not 100%, but I would say 90 95%, I think it's logical. But specifically, we mentioned the the Passover sacrifice. Yeah, so there were specific rules about the lambs that Mm -hmm. needed to be used for Passover. Uh, They had to be a one-year-old male, the first lamb to be born to its mother, and without any defect. And it uh, explains that in Exodus 12, 5, where it says, Your lamb shall be an unblemished male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. And I think that's a bit of a curious thing, isn't it? Because obviously we always talk about the Passover lamb, Mm. but why are goats mentioned there as well? I actually had to think about that a little bit, and I've I've come to a bit of a conclusion, and that is we know that Jesus is described as the Lamb of God and uh, also the Lamb that was slain. That's mentioned in both John 1 and in Revelation 5, Revelation 13. It mentions him that way. We also know that lambs are typically symbolic of those that are righteous, whereas goats are typically you know, symbolic of those who are unrighteous. Mm. And you kind of think, well, why would a goat be allowed for Passover? Yeah. And I was thinking about that too. Remember when we learned about Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement? There were the two goats. Yes. One was sacrificed for the sins of the people and one was the scapegoat. The sin was placed on that goat and then sent to take away the sin from the people. Mm-hmm. And all the feasts 
appointing to Messiah. So in his righteousness, he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But remember, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he became sin on our behalf, even though he was sinless. And so, therefore, he was our scapegoat. So Mm. I believe that's why either a lamb or goat for Passover. On the cross, Christ was that sinless lamb. But then at the time that the sin was poured out upon him, he became the scapegoat. scapegoat. So both (laughs) the the sheep and the goats are in the one picture. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, we're looking at the shepherds this time. And what is kind of interesting is that when you learn about the shepherds, I mean, you learn about the shepherds and if they were of the tribe of Levi, which I personally think they were, They were out in the fields. We know it was not December. It wasn't that cold, probably around about the end of September, and that um, that Messiah was born. There's there's other biblical reasons for that, which we don't have time to go into right now. But the shepherds themselves would have been out in the fields. It's in September. It's still very hot in Israel, and inside a lambing cave, it would have been stifling. So Mm. they're outside, out in the fields, leaving the lambing cave open. I might yeah. add, and empty. But as they're out, suddenly the, the sky is filled with angels. And now the first thing the angel says to them is... Do not be afraid. <laughs> you kind of think, now why would you be afraid? Well, I'd be scared spitless too yeah. if I was sitting outside in the dark and suddenly the sky fills with angels. Yeah. But the amazing thing is if they were from the priestly tribe of Levi, everybody in Israel, all Jews had been raised to believe that their redemption, their Messiah was coming, but especially if they were Levites. They would have been longing for their redemption. And to suddenly be told that this very night in Bethlehem, where you live, just quietly, Mm. this very night, your Savior, Messiah, has been born. And this is great news for all men everywhere. This is really special. And just to prove that you're going to find him, he's laying wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. Now, the thing about a manger is the manger is a feeding trough, not a wooden crate, because timber was not a common building material in those days. Stone was, and it was usually a chiseled out feeding trough, Mm -hmm. just a, a rectangular carved out feeding trough. And most families had them because if you lived in the country, not in the city, if you lived in the country, you probably had an animal too, a couple of goats, maybe a sheep. If you're lucky, you had a cow. And they would have been in your own property in your own backyard. So everybody had a manger. But the angels didn't say to the shepherds, listen, if you just go a couple of blocks up away from Main Street, it's the second house on your left. There's a manger in the backyard and that's where you're going to find him. Mm. The angels just say he's wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. So which manger? The manger that the shepherds used, that they were familiar with. Now, if they were shepherds, obviously, they had flocks of sheep that they were looking after. But where would they have kept them in the colder months or when they were lambing, when they were having babies? They would have had their own set of caves because they were very common. They still are, actually, in the surrounding foothills of Bethlehem. Mm. And they were safe, too. They were um, warm and snug in the wintertime. They were protected from predators. The only time the shepherds really need to be really protecting the sheep is when they were out in the fields in in the hot months. So they were the best places for them. They didn't have above-ground stables because, again, timber was not the primary building Mm. material. And so the shepherds knew immediately where to go. They just head off to their own (laughs) lambing cave. To the manger. To the manger that they were familiar with. And they're confronted with this tiny, weeny little baby, Mm. their Messiah. I mean, can you imagine? 
That very night he was born. So then, of course, they worshipped him there yes. um, because they were told by the angels who it was. Yeah. But then, then a question that I've got is, did Mary and Joseph go back home? Because obviously they came from Nazareth for census. Yeah. And we're not really told what happened then. And we've alluded to the fact of you know, the, uh, when Herod sent the soldiers to kill all the yeah. babies, it was probably a couple of years later. Yes. So were they yeah. still in Bethlehem or would they have gone back to Nazareth in they the meantime? They would have stayed in Bethlehem. Remember the... The, sh- the angels revealed to the shepherds, this is their Messiah. So the identity of this baby was well known to the shepherds. M- Mary was not thought of well in Nazareth because she was considered to be yeah. an adulteress. Yeah. Okay, so, but the other thing too is Nazareth is far north of Jerusalem, whereas Bethlehem is south of Jerusalem, eight to nine k's away. If they were in Nazareth and Gabriel says, quick, you've got to flee, get out of here, head down to Egypt because Herod's coming. He would have had to have gone all the way down past mm. Jerusalem so where have, all the danger was. Precisely. So it doesn't make sense that he went home to Nazareth, but it's more likely, more logical that they literally lived in Bethlehem for about two years. Their identity protected by the shepherds. And remember, their ancestry was in Bethlehem and yeah. Boaz, who was their direct descendant, his shepherd fields are still there today. They're not built on. Wow. Still there today. So they there would have had relatives that they could have either stayed with or found a house and, Quite and settled Quite possibly. There. But here's the question that not many people think of. Whose babies were killed after Joseph fled with Mary and Jesus? Who was left in Bethlehem and whose babies were killed? Well, I guess it was the locals. So yeah. mm-hmm. possibly even the shepherds that were providing protection. Exactly. So can you imagine they literally protected the identity of their Messiah wow. and maybe, just a hypothetical, maybe they literally paid with the lives of their own little boys mm. when Herod and his soldiers marched in and slaughtered them all. Would have put a whole new spin on, I guess, their revelation of the Messiah being born into their town. Exactly. So I need to end this particular program with another hypothetical, and that is this. Is it possible that the shepherds were part of the tribe of Levi and that they were running a breeding program of lambs, primarily firstborn male lambs, whose blood would be shed at Passover so that sin and judgment would pass over the people? That's my hypothetical question. Well, we'll continue to explore these hypotheticals in our next program. going to be looking at the human parents of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.